Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Someone asked the other day if there was a way to listen to the Electronic Cottage other than on Thursday morning because the person's schedule had changed and he couldn't listen when the program is broadcast anymore. Good news. Anyone who wishes to can listen at any time or even download Notes from the Electronic Cottage or any other locally produced WERU non-music program at any time he or she wants to. You can even subscribe to any of the programs to bring them right to your computer using any RSS or podcast software. Just go to WERU.org and click on the Public Affairs Audio Archives link. That link will take you to the Audio Archives page, and you can choose whatever program you're interested in. If you need any help navigating your way around, just send an email to info at WERU.org and put Electronic Cottage in the subject line. So, thanks for that question. Now, let's begin taking a look at the evolving interaction between us humans and the machines that we are creating. Most of us have heard a good deal about the continuing development of self-driving cars. They're kind of sexy, and they get a lot of media attention, though the longer-term implications of their widespread use don't often get the same kind of attention. We'll come back to some of those longer-term possibilities on a future program. Self-driving cars are cool, and cars are something that we're all familiar with and have a personal stake in. But other human-machine interfaces which are under development in labs today are much more amazing than self-driving cars and may have more impact on the lives of those who those new technologies will affect. Take, for instance, people who are paralyzed because of an accident or disease, paralyzed to the extent that they can neither speak nor move, and in some cases not even move their eyes to answer a yes or no question. Those people have no way to communicate with the people around them, including those who take care of them. Their situation is referred to as being in a complete locked-in state, or CLIS. In the not-too-distant future, however, there may be a way for those people to communicate without any external movement at all. In an article in the journal PLOS Biology, entitled Brain-Computer Interface-Based Communication in the Completely Locked-In State, researchers reported on a study in which the CLIS test subjects were a sort of wraparound hat with many sensors on it that could monitor the oxygen level in the person's blood and some of the electrical activity in the brain. Over a period of weeks, four patients who are completely locked in were asked a series of questions with clear yes-no answers, and an artificial intelligence computer program learned to read the inputs from the head-covering sensors and develop a pattern of what each person's internal brain activity looked like when a question was answered yes and when one was answered no. Then the researchers began asking personal questions that could be answered yes or no. Questions like, are you happy? In this small study, only four people involved, the researchers reported, quote, an above chance level correct response rate over 70%, end quote. This is, of course, a very early stage study. But for people who are paralyzed and locked in completely, 
it seems that when using sensors and artificial intelligence computing, there may ultimately be a way for those folks to actually communicate with other people. While this study focuses on people who are closed in physically, other people on the autism spectrum may be closed in socially. For example, people who suffer from a high degree of anxiety in social situations or who exhibit the behaviors associated with Asperger's syndrome may have great difficulty interpreting the emotional aspects of simple conversations. This inability can cause a high degree of stress and make it more likely that the person will respond or act inappropriately in a social situation. At MIT, researchers are using wearable devices and artificial intelligence to construct a system that people can actually wear, which will help them understand if the content of a conversation is meant to be happy, sad, or neutral, based on speech patterns and physical vital signs. In effect, this technology, when developed further and taken out of the lab, may be able to essentially serve as a sort of personal social situation coach for people who suffer from high anxiety in social interactions. These are just two examples of work going on in labs that further integrates people and technology in ways that have been impossible before. Robots that care for the elderly, being developed in Japan since there are not enough younger people to meet the needs of that country's elderly population, and even increasingly intelligent machines that pharmaceutical researchers employ as another research team member are examples of interactive machines that are working today with humans. Machines, some in physical robot form, are getting smarter almost by the week, and there's no question that their increasing presence, power, and capabilities are going to change our everyday lives. But how? In October of 2016, the U.S. government published a report entitled, quote, Preparing for the Future of Artificial Intelligence, end quote, which intends to be, quote, a contribution towards preparing the United States for a future in which artificial intelligence plays a growing role, end quote. That report, which was on the WhiteHouse.gov website, is no longer there in the wake of the inauguration. WAGs are now referring to the site as the Wipe House website. But the report is available in several other locations on the web, and a search engine will be able to find copies if you're interested in looking at it and the many topics that it covers. And in February of 2017, the European Parliament released a draft resolution to establish a legal framework for interaction with robots, which would, among other things, consider establishing, quote, a specific legal status for robots, so that at least the most sophisticated autonomous robots could be established as having the status of electronic persons with specific rights and obligations, end quote. We are living in a quickly changing world. And one of the biggest changes will involve our relations and interactions with the machines that we have created, at least initially. And we'll try to keep an eye on those sometimes dizzying developments right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <music>